Mahava, blessings, welcome to this episode of Hold the Shekhinah. This podcast is offered to support us in our collective ascension journey and our spiritual awakening in the embodiment and in the radiating of our infinite light, the light that is in alignment with our soul, with the divine. So we embody, we integrate, we remember the infinite light of our soul. I am your host, my name is Arya. I am on how do we explain all of the wonderful hats I wear. I am an ordained Magdalene priestess, a Reiki master energy and sound healer. And I work with energy, with sound, with the channeling of the Magdalene Christ energies, the higher frequencies of infinite light to support us in this journey, in the embodiment, as I mentioned before, of our infinite light. So how do we embody our light? How do we come into remembrance? And remember, this is a cycle. It's a spiral. We go into deaths and rebirths of this awakening process. We're always shedding layers. And we work with this energy and we learn how to channel, embody, and radiate our light by working with the cycles. And one of the cycles that we work with is the cycle of the zodiacal frequencies and the cycles of the moon. And this full moon. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the full moon in Leo that is happening on Thursday, January 25th at 12.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 9.54 a.m. on the West Coast. And these, this full moon is happening at five degrees. So we're going to first dive into the numerology because as every word has a frequency, every number holds a frequency as well, just as everything in creation, every tree, every zodiacal frequency, every flower holds a unique resonance. Your own physical body and the organs within it hold a specific vibration. So let's dive in to the significance of the number five. The number five is associated with Mars, which is fiery energy. It is associated with movement, with momentum, with action, with action that is oriented towards our goal. So it's the channeling of our action. It is about self-mastery. It is about the physical realm because it's, remember, the five elements are what manifests into matter. So it's the physical realm, but also the physical body. So everything that has to do with movement and creation, with freedom, independence, with knowing what you want and going for it. It is a fiery energy, as I mentioned, and it is the energy of the divine masculine. So it is a very powerful energy, a very powerful energy to be working with during this full moon, particularly because the full moon is in Leo and Leo is a fire element sign. It is a sign that is 
very powerful. It is associated with sovereignty. It is the king, the lion. The lion is the king of the savannas of the animal kingdom. I was going to say the jungle, but um, I don't believe there are lions in the jungle. So maybe panthers or jaguars. But anyway, you catch my drift. It is sovereignty. It is power. It is creation and creativity. Leo is all about self-expression, authentic expression. It is anything that is creatively motivated is something to work with. So if you need to move your body, if you need to dance, if you love to sing, write, paint, anything that gets your creative juices flowing, this is what you want to be working with this, this, um, this cycle. Because this moon is... Let's see, the sun is conjunct Pluto, so it's all about transformation, and the sun is yourself. So it's about, again, the self-mastery, the self, the transforming and rebirthing of the self. And in the Aramaic spirituality that Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and the Christ lineage, the Christic, Christic school, I guess we'll call it that, followed, they followed these lunar cycles. And they worked with the Aramaic letters. The Aramaic letters are the letters that are said to have created everything. All of creation was created and brought forth through these frequencies. So the Aramaic letter that created Leo is the Aramaic letter Tet, T-E-T. And it is associated with the number nine in numerology. And the number nine is all about endings and new beginnings. It is the cycles of completion. It is pregnancy. And it is also nurturing and taking care of that light within us. And the light that I speak of is that huba, that sacred flame of holy desire, that light that is the infinite light of the divine that is within you. I mentioned that Leo is the heart. It so tet. Let me see, what else can I say about Tet? The letter Tet is all about that Kundalini energy, the awakening and channeling of it. It is, it can symbolize two things. So we're going to go into what these two things are. It can symbolize the coiled up serpent that is unpurified, that is ready to attack, or the creation of something new, something new, the birthing of something new that is pure. So it is that raw power of that kundalini energy and the awakening and the channeling of it. So the question becomes, how do we channel it? And remember, Tet and Leo is connected to power. They are connected to power. How are we using our power? Are we using it to create or are we using it to manipulate? How are we using our light? that light of our soul? How are we channeling it into creation, into light, into even more, generating even more light? And it's about being mindful of how we utilize our power. And I'm sure that there have been many of us, um, many of us may currently feel this way, that we don't necessarily trust ourselves with our power. We don't think we will do the right thing, or we have not done the right thing, quote unquote, in the past. So we are hesitant to move forward and 
create new things because something in the past didn't work out work out so it's very easy for us as a collective humanity to give away our power to anything anyone outside of us because we tend to think that we don't know what is best for us we have been trained and programmed to believe that we don't know what's best there's always some other authority outside of us that knows what is best for us. And so we give away our power. We give away our creative energy. We give away this life force that we have, this prana. And then we notice how our lives don't necessarily get simpler. They don't get better because we're constantly giving away our energy and our power instead of allowing it to reside within you and channeling it, aligning with your highest light and channeling it in that direction. So this brings us to spiritual sovereignty, to really, and spiritual sovereignty is is that energy of, of power, the true essence of power knowing that you are one with the divine you are creation creating infinitely you are the bedeshit which is the first word of the genesis in aramaic so it's all about igniting that fire within you that fire that holy flame that is your sole purpose your mission and bringing it forth into the world birthing it birthing with that energy so it is um it's a very very powerful energy and the other energy that we're working with is the sun so the kaf which created the sun the letter kaf and kaf symbolizes the crown of our sovereignty our spiritual sovereignty and infinite potential and as we mentioned before the sun is connected to the heart center so kaf is all about it's like the palm of the hands they are cupped and they can give or they can receive so it's that energy of not just giving but also allowing yourself to receive and this is kind of where we get twisted because we've been taught that to give of ourselves is the greatest the greatest thing we can do however so many of us have blockages to receiving because we haven't given the same we have not been trained to place the same importance on receiving as we have on giving but to receive really is just as important as giving if not more because when we don't allow ourselves to receive we don't allow ourselves to receive the infinite energy of the divine. We don't allow ourselves to receive compliments. We don't allow ourselves to receive love. What we are doing is we are creating more blockages into the future. We are not standing in our power. We are not embracing our infinite divine nature. And when we cannot embrace our infinite divine nature, then we cannot see it in our brothers and sisters. We cannot see it in the animals and the trees and the earth because we all we perceive is our separation. And it's 111. <laughs> all we perceive is our separation instead of perceiving 
that this, we, what we are doing through this spiritual evolution, this ascension process, is we are anchoring the infinite light of creation here. We are creating the divine earth, the fifth dimension, whatever you want to call it. We are, it's already here. It's just a frequency, a vibration that we must attune ourselves to and make that our basis point, our starting point. So Kaf is about how to be in our Malkuta, in our kingdom, our queendom. It is how to wear our crown of sovereignty, how to receive. Kaf teaches us that we hold infinite potential within ourselves. And it's also about not just receptivity, but humility. Having that humble heart, that knows that you are divine but also knows that you are not better than anyone else because all beings all life holds that same infinite potential um, and kaf i do want to mention this it's the number 20 and it means duality coming into unity so it symbolizes the that there is always the possibility to transcend to evolve to move beyond what we think is possible to truly embrace our infinite sovereignty our power our infinite radiant soul and to emanate that so leo is all about that creative energy all about creation all about our sovereignty our liberty our independence all about cultivating this energy is about cultivating the wisdom and discernment to know what is best for us and to constantly be striving to align with the infinite light of our soul to align with god goddess Allah. it is the energy of deep self-reflection and self-awareness it is the energy that allows us to transcend and there is a lot to transcend there is so much in this world that we can see that isn't quite right and it's not so much that it's not quite right in a bad or right wrong dualistic perspective but it's not quite right in the sense that it's not allowing the infinite light to flow through it is creating hindrances or it is creating division and separation and more animosity and more hatred and we've done that as a collective humanity we've been there done that we truly have no more use for playing in the frequency of division of separation of judgment of shame of guilt because again that creation energy that creation that kundalini that sexual energy is what has been suppressed and repressed in us so what do we do? We, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mention that. Um, what do we do when our energy is repressed and suppressed? We wind up channeling it and creating distortions. We channel it in a way that feeds more separation and create more distortion instead of creating more alignment more harmony more love more joy more peace 
So this this is the choice, and we we have been we are the only creatures on this earth that have been gifted free will, and this is our choice. Our choice is to choose how to channel this raw, potent, kundalini sexual energy. What are we doing with it? How are we utilizing it? Are we employing it to bring in more light to generate more light, or are we creating more distortion, more separation, more division? So. Because this is the energy of Leo, and Leo is the king. So according to Gnostic, Biblical, the Zodiac, the Zodiac um, that is associated with Dendera and um, Egyptian, um, the Egyptian traditions, Leo is actually the last sign. And it's the journey of the queen, the virgin. The, and virgin does not mean not touch sexually. Virgin simply means whole, pure, and pure in a spiritual sovereign kind of way the journey of the queen virgo through the zodiacal wheel holding the seed of creation to unite with the king and to birth the divine child and the divine child is us it's humanity it's adama um so this um this is a very powerful time so since we're mentioning that, I did want to mention about the distortions. Because we are working with, we, we all have sexual energy we work with. And when we don't purify and properly channel our creation energy, it winds up staying in the lower chakras, which creates more separation and division and all that stuff that isn't, that isn't in harmony with the fifth dimensional the higher light that we wish to bring in. I do want to mention that this is um, the same energy that has been distorted in, in humanity, in women in particular. That feeling that to be someone who is fully expressed as a woman is something to be frowned upon. Our sexuality, our sensuality, our desire is something that is, is looked down upon. It is guilty, it's shameful, it's dark, it is all kinds of things. And unfortunately, <clears throat> what some people have done was take, take this energy of distortion, distorted sexuality, and while they say that it may be that their expression is the freedom of the female. We notice how this has been done with Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was never actually called a prostitute in the homily by Pope Gregory. He did say that she could be the penitent woman that, um, and this is back in the fifth century or is it fourth? I don't remember. Somewhere back there. Um, where the distortion began. And it, it basically, he said that she could have been the penitent woman who was about to be stoned for adultery. Um, and there's also the distortion of the seven, seven demons. So the seven demons that were cast out of medium of Magdala, Mary Magdalene, was the purification of the seven energy centers, which is something we all do <laughs> it's something we all have within us and must work to purify 
So it's very interesting how woman has been vilified, ostracized, been seen as the temptress and all this. And all of these frequencies, now all of these um, people that view Mary Magdalene as the embodiment of female sexuality fully expressed, that's not really what womb healing is. That's not what womb work is. And that's not what she, the frequency that she held. Her frequency was not one of wanton sexuality. Her frequency was one of unconditional love. And what one of my teachers and I, um, what we have spoken about was how interesting it is that while Mary Magdalene has been incredibly sexualized, particularly here in the U.S. and the West, Yeshua has not. And I, I invite introspection on this because Yeshua is seen as an ascended master, a high holy being, a teacher, a healer. It, there are Gnostic Gospels that do say he was trained in the Egyptian mystical arts as well as the Kabbalah and the Hebraic ones, and he studied with um, the monks from the Far East, um, from Tibet. So he, he was learned in the mystical arts. So was Mary Magdalene. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. So was Mother Mary. So was Grandmother Anna. So was all of these light beings of this Magdalene Christic lineage. They all held higher wisdom. They all embodied the Shekhinah, the Chokhmah, the, the wisdom of the divine feminine. Yeshua embodied it. Mary Magdalene embodied it. Yet we don't sexualize Yeshua. And we should ask ourselves why we think it's okay to sexualize a high holy being if it's in a feminine embodiment but we don't do that to the masculine why do we as a society as a collective revere and place more stock and importance on the words if it's coming from a masculine embodiment rather than a feminine one because this is something that i've noticed in many people across cultures and it is that energy that needs to be purified. And it needs to be purified within us because it cannot be purified in the collective, in the external world, until we deal with it on the internal, in ourselves. Because every one of us holds this energy on some level, in some degree, in some way, shape, or form. And it does not make anyone a bad person. It doesn't mean they don't anchor the light. It doesn't mean they're not doing their work. It simply means there is work to do. And I hold the utmost compassion for people. And it's often easier for me to hold it for other people than it is for myself. So when I tell you to please hold yourself in grace hold yourself with the utmost compassion because this work we do is not easy i'm really also speaking to myself 
doesn't matter how many mistakes we've made, doesn't matter how many times we have failed, doesn't matter how many times we have not discerned dark from light, we always have the opportunity to start again, to create a new beginning, to align with our light, and to create infinitely. We hold the potential for we have we hold the infinite potential within us it is all a choice of what we are choosing to embody how we are choosing to act of understanding the power of our words and always aligning with our heart remember leo is the heart energy leo is the energy of creation so it is that fusion between the heart and the womb purifying our the waters of our creation, of our womb energy, channeling it up into the heart and up into the crown chakra and beyond to unite with the infinite light of the divine. And this is the work for this cycle. It's very much about transformation. It is very much about empowerment. It is very much about sovereignty and spiritual sovereignty. It is about creation. It is about channeling our creative energy into the light, generating more light, um, aligning with our soul, with our destiny, with our mission. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we're stuck on one, one timeline. It simply means that we have the opportunity to transcend wherever it was. So feel your emotions, whatever comes up for you is what needs your attention we don't do spiritual bypassing we don't do oh everything's love and light and harmony and rainbows and unicorns and butterflies no (laughs) we don't do that we come to our heart we bring ourselves into alignment with the divine and we again and again as many times as we need to align ourselves with the infinite light of creation align ourselves with our soul choose to birth more light into the world choose to embody more light choose to radiate your light and know that you are held you are protected you are infinitely guided by the higher realms and it's all while your destiny may have been written we always have the ability to transcend and to evolve beyond it to create something new and something beautiful with our light. So that, in a nutshell, kind of a long nutshell, (laughs) well, it's not that long, it's only about 27 minutes, is the energy of this full moon in Leo. It, Leo is one of my favorite signs. I'm often confused for Leo because I have a huge stellium in um, the fifth house, which is the house that um, Leo rules. So I give off a lot of Leo energy, even though I'm a Cancer. Um, so it's um, it's beautiful, generous, loving energy. So again, it's all about the heart. It's coming back to the heart, expanding the heart, clearing away any distortions from the heart and from the womb space. So I invite you to share with me how you are feeling this full moon because it's kind of intense or it's a lot intense because we're also 
the planet is being bombarded by solar storms. So all of the energy that is being sent out, emanated from the sun is hitting the earth. So there's a lot of energy that is being, being received by the earth, by us. And whether you notice it or not, these frequencies are running in the background. However, when we become conscious and aware of them, we can work with them as opposed to working against them. So I welcome your comments, your thoughts, and um, I would love to hear how you guys are receiving this energy and what it's making you reflect on. Um, for me, I'm definitely reflecting on integrity, on, on power, on spiritual sovereignty, on purifying my energy, on really channeling my energy and birthing more light. And it's, um, it's, a very, it's very intense at times, but it's very worth it. So um, I invite you to please listen to the sound activation that is following this episode and is the companion for it and will allow us to really receive the energies. And we're going to be working with some amazing crystal alchemy bowls that are in the C sharp, F and G sharp. Um, to really allow us to purify the etheric template, the womb energy, the heart, and allow us to expand and fully receive the wisdom that we need. Remember, the full moons are about receiving the illumination. Um, it's about completion, the fullness of the cycle, receiving the completion of the cycle. And then as we start waning three days after, Whatever shedding and letting go that needs to be done that you received wisdom on during the full moon, that would be a great time to do a shedding, a letting go, and just let go with grace. And don't forget to feel your emotions. Your emotions are powerful indicators as to what, what we need to look at within ourselves in order to purify and to embody and radiate more of our infinite light. I thank you so much for listening. Do tune in next week and have a blessed day of the goddess. Have a blessed full moon. And remember, if you are hearing this later on and it's not the full moon in Leo, then you must need the Leo energy somehow. Remember, everything comes to us in the right time. We are never in the wrong place. Everything is happening for us, not to us. Have a blessed day. Ahava.